welcome to Three Blondes, One Paddle. How are you, ladies? Good. How are you guys? Doing great. Doing great. Good to see you, girls. Yeah, good to see you guys. So I'm super excited to talk about, uh, well, our topic today is um, five vital things that have helped us in our journeys uh, managing MS. And I think that um, the reason I'm so excited is because, you know, with three different people uh, managing MS, we all have kind of our different ways of um, getting through. And I think that with Bobby, Bobby, you're going on 12 years, right? Is it 12 years this year? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 12 years. I'm going on uh, 18. What are you, Tara? You're going on 21. Yeah. Like I think like 20, uh, let's say 20. Yeah. Like 23 years. Yeah. So, I mean, oh my gosh. So that's, what's so exciting. It's like, okay. So as I was brainstorming, I'm sure as you guys were brainstorming the five things and it doesn't have to be, I mean, it could be three to five, whatever. I don't know how many yeah. you guys have come up with, but, um, that's the exciting part. It's like, whoa, we look back at our journey and what are the consistent things that we have found that we've been doing year after year, season after season. I mean, we've had babies, the babies have turned into toddlers, have turned into like older kids. Like, it's just like, there's been so much in the last 10 to 20 years that, um, it was fun brainstorming. Like, did you guys have fun? It made me really think about like looking back where I started and like where, where everything was and how I like looked towards myself and comparing it to now, I'm like, I'm like a whole different type of person. Like it, it's what it's, it made me really reflect a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also, um, yeah, it was interesting reflecting. And, and in fact, though, I felt a pause where, that's, it is like over my course, you said 22 years. I mean, it's a long time and you just mentioned consistency. And I thought, man, um, there's just, it was just kind of convicting because there's been a couple things the past couple of years that I've gotten away from. And I'll talk to that, but I'm just saying like, it's just interesting. Like, I think in life, when life comes and you're dealing with a um, lifelong chronic disease, life happens. And I think talking about how do we stay consistent, you know, cause it, it can be hard. Yeah. So anyway, who, who has to go first? You go first. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, yeah. <laughs> okay. Are you sure Tara? Are you sure time-wise like you, you, you can go first and then I'll go. Yeah. You okay. go first. Okay. Okay. I'll so, okay. So the main thing that I was thinking, um, for me is definitely my, and the reason I'm so confident and I, I legit can say, I fear nothing. Like I don't fear I have every day. Like I just don't, I'm not that type of person that, fears like, oh crap, what, what will tomorrow bring? Or what ifs? I'm not a what ifs person. And why is that? And I, I really truly think it's because of my walk with God. And I think that, um, my faith and just, um, there's times that I'm in scripture, I'm on YouTube, listening to sermons. It doesn't make sense to people, but that's like my time. Like I'm trying to just get right in my head with what God says about where I should be. Um, and that's typically during attacks, but that's always kind of where I go when I do have an attack. And I think that, um, my faith and my confidence in miracles if God wants to heal me, he's going to heal me. I totally a hundred percent believe that. Um, I've had two other miracles in my family. Epilepsy is a disease and my sister was cured. Yeah, did, yeah. 
So mm-hmm. it's like, there's been miracles in my family. And I think with that faith um, and knowing that, Hey, if he, if he wants me to keep managing this and be a light and have joy through the pain, I'll do it. Like, that's cool. Awesome. If he wants yeah. me to be the person that like he heals and like, I'm going to scream to the rooftop, like it had nothing to do. Like, this is another syrup seaboard miracle. Like then I will do that for him. But regardless of where, you know, where he has me going in the future, I don't fear it. So, yeah. um, the, the speaking death over MS, I, I have, um, daily affirmations that I, um, say. And so I think that this helps me as, as well. So I do, you know, in Jesus name, I rebuke suffering over my body in Jesus name. I curse this disease at its root in Jesus name. I command my myelin sheath to be rebuilt. And in Jesus name, I command it out of my body. And like, I thank God every day for my perfect health. Is it perfect? It is when I say it. <laughs> so that's going to lead me into my second kind of um, thing that's helped me like stay positive throughout this is um, I really watch my words. I watch what I say out loud. I, um, I understand, you know, the power of the negative kind of fear coming into my head. I understand that's not from God. It's not from God. Mm-hmm. And so I just, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't care what he is saying to me in my head. Like, I don't care. I'm not listening to you. Um, so I think that, you know, my thoughts is number two, like my thoughts, what I speak out loud, what I tell other people, um, that's really important over the last 18 that's years. A, um, yeah, and, such and a great point. And manifest feeling it. Yeah. Manifest. Yeah. So manifest is a very like popular, you know, uh, buzzword for sure, but, um, it's true. I mean, what, what you say out loud will become, and I mean that, that that's a, that's a scripture. I mean, Proverbs 18, 21, we have the power of life and death in every word we speak. Like that's come on. Like, amen. So so whether I feel like I am having a bad day or not, you're not going to (laughs) know. I'm not going to say it. Yeah. You, you've always had such a great attitude and I, I like just fluency, like as we're talking, I'm not trying to interrupt you, but I just want to affirm that in you, like, as you go through these things, um, I'm always amazed by just, yeah, your attitude and how you approach your MS. You're truly a testimony, especially for other people that are just diagnosed or living with MS, to, you know, just ha- a different way of how to do things, which is opposite of what our culture uh, or what our world says, you know, you just, yeah, you know, you approach it so well. Well, thank you. So that's my number two. My number three is I'm always curious. Okay. So I'm always curious. So MS is a fascinating. So if you, if you think of it like this, MS is kind of fascinating. Like it's like, what's going on in our bodies? Like, it's a little like, and okay, fine. I was a biology major, but like, I wanted to be a dentist. <laughs> like, I wanted to be a dentist. That has nothing to do with like being fascinated with, I mean, teeth. Like, I don't know. The body is cool to me. Like, I'm always curious and researching. I always want to know like, okay, how could, how, what, what, what plant, what uh, herb, what, um, what is mainstream talking about? I won't talk about that. I'll look up alternatives. So that like, that was another thing. Um, definitely for about a decade of this journey, I would, I would type in alternative treatments for MS. Like, and you know, Google is so highly, I mean, I don't, I don't use Google. Yeah. DuckDuckGo. Um, but it's very high. I mean, they've taken stuff off there that I, I found 10 years ago. 
Um, yeah, I, that's interesting you say that because um, I always am amazed. Sometimes I'm like, how do you find those things? And um, you're really good at researcher, but I feel like uh, it was probably easier 10 years ago to some of the things you were doing. Yeah, like. Yeah, like and 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 um one prime example is that research from Israel that I found about 8 years ago. It's gone. You cannot find it online. But I found it and I wish I would have printed it out and I didn't. It was a medical journal article study um and it was talking how the reason Israel's been using marijuana for MS for decades, decades. It cures and I hate I know the world hates that and like, oh, don't say that. It was saying it cures MS like it here that that is what they use for ms to halt the progression and so when i found that i was like but it's illegal and and so that's kind of when i started digging into cannabis and looking at the i was just yeah you've done that but you've never done just you know as we know it marijuana smoking marijuana but you've done the um plant i mean you've with the what's it called Oh, um, so uh, there's a difference between THC and CBD. And then there's also CBD. different parts of the yeah. plant. I mean, CBN, CB, um, G, CBG is like the mother of all CB everything. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't legal when I found that article, but it definitely made me interested. Like, okay, why are uh, Hollywood stars doing so? Montel Williams comes to mind. He's used, he has used marijuana because he's from California since day one look at how well he's doing um okay so anyway so I'm getting back off on my tangent so I'm always researching I'm always um I want to find the things that nobody's talking about and then I want to dig a little bit further and then I want to find somebody who I can actually do this with I want to you know I, I always have a functional medicine doctor in every state I've lived in I think that's very important because if I do find some weird thing that nobody talks about it's usually offered at those clinics. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll just do this for myself. I'll uh, take notes. I'll uh, see how I'm feeling throughout my own, you know, treatment. I, I'm really big on um, me being my own, like, wow, that sounds bad. That sounds like um, egotistic, but not me being my own physician, but me being in charge of kind of what, how my body feels and how I'm healing. I don't care what the doctors tell me. So um, that's my number three. And number four is surrounding myself with like-minded people. I'm definitely, um, I've definitely done that for 18 years. I, um, whether that's being, you know, in the last couple of years, people like, oh, you can't just hang out with people that think like you. That makes you like, you're kind of an island of your own. Okay, cool. Then I'm an island of my own. I don't care what you think. So it's helped me in my journey uh, managing uh, a disease that somebody somebody tells me is is not curable. Okay, fine. So I'm gonna find like minded people that have already done it. They've already they're already cured. They they don't have any symptoms. They were diagnosed, you know, decades ago. They have no symptoms. All right, I'll find those people and I'll mimic what they're doing. Um, so you know, whether it's on social media, whether it's people in person, um, I just I always surround myself with who I want to be. Right. Like if they're healed, if they're not having symptoms, I want that. What are they doing? And then I'll read Right. Them. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then, and usually that, that, that leads into my source of income, because if I'm passionate about something that is helping me, then I'm going to turn that into a business and then I'm going to help others do the same thing. And that the number of people that I help directly correlates to the amount of money I'm making. So then I never have to worry about finances over the last 18 years. So that's my number four is I would surround myself with people doing better than me or, um, 
like-minded. And my last one is sticking to a daily schedule. I honestly think that, um, <laughs> that's important in your journey and keeping your stress levels low. And it changes over time, especially if you're a mom. So you know that you're going to be on once your kids get home from school and on, you know what on is on is you are on, right? So I would tend to always kind of chill during the day when my child was gone. Cause I was saving up the energy because I wanted to be a kick-ass mom. Because if I was doing, going, doing all the things while I was at school, I had no energy left for my child. Um, so I, I would, I would make a daily schedule for myself based on his schedule. So I could still be a great mom. Now, obviously as they get older, they're teenagers, they don't, they don't, he doesn't need me. So then I have to change my schedule and I'm on for other people only certain hours of the day. So from 10 to eight, that's 10 hour window. People can reach out to me. They can talk to me. I think that's enough. So, so that's kind of where I'm at right now with my schedule with the teenagers. I'm, you know, 10 a.m., you're, I can talk to you and I can talk to people. I can coach people until 8 PM and then I'm done. So, um, daily schedule mm-hmm. is my number five. Okay. All right. All amazing things. All, I hope people, yeah, listening, it can gleam some of those. For, I mean, and everyone is individual and in what they pick, but I love that. I love hearing that. Yeah. What's yours? Okay. So, um, I wrote some of mine down just because sometimes I, forget her. <laughs> My mind forgets something. I'll be like, I'll, I'll, you know, stop talking and be like, ah, I should have said that. <laughs> um, so, okay. My number one thing was my faith. In fact, I was, I, um, just started walking, you know, with the Lord where I was, um, gave my life to Christ right when, um, right after I was diagnosed. Um, and I felt there was, a couple major things, but one for sure that I had a tendency, I felt like back in my twenties to be like major wanted control, wanted to control everything, um, which brought obviously anxiety and, you know, just nervous energy. But, um, I will say, obviously, once you get diagnosed with MS, you realize it is a disease that will turn that upside down in a heartbeat because it's the uncontrollable, right? You don't have control over anything with MS. And so, I don't know. I just really feel like that has been the number one consistent thing is just my faith in walking with my MS. Not only have I grown close to the Lord, but I live by, you know, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, you know, presenting my request to the Lord and he will give me peace that transcends all understanding. And I think, um, if I'm anxious, if I'm worried, you know, I can cast, you know, cast my fears and anxieties on the Lord. Um, I can pray, I can just trust in him, whether it's during the attack or just life, you know, I think, um, we, as we've talked about in the past, stress is not our friend in MS mm-hmm. and, um, anxiety is not our friend. Worry is not our friend. And God has given me a way to just have peace in the midst of health or in the midst of life, you know, um, just whether it's my MS bothering me or, if it's just life that becomes hard, I have the ability to just, you know, have, um, peace and trust. And not that we all do it well all the time, but I have a place to go, you know, Lord, you know, um, I'm casting this on you. I give this to you. I'm not going to worry. I know you transcend all understanding of this and just that you will give me your peace. And he always gives me his peace, you know, when I'm, when I give it to him, when I'm willing to have an open hand. So I feel like whether that was with my health or um, just life, that has really been like my anchor and um, my guardrail. Um, you know, I just, um, I also think just 
too, you know, as you were talking about in yours too, Nikki, just, you know, by his stripes, we are healed. And I have had people pray over me, elders pray over me, follow biblical, you know, just believing um, that I am healed and I know that I'm healed. And so, you know, by his blood, we are healed by the hem of the garment. We, you know, I can just say if the manifestations, whether they're here, if they're shown here, or maybe they're shown on the other side of heaven, I'm already healed. I don't, you know, I might have something that, that looks like MS, but I am healed. I am already healed. The Lord has healed me by his stripes. I'm healed. Um, so I have faith in that, um, with my MS. So that's definitely my number one. My number one anchor, um, is my faith, um, in consistency, you know, just over the course of the 20 years. Um, I would say the second one has been for me not working. So I, um, some of my, even when I first was diagnosed with my MS and I've talked about this in, in just my journey of MS, um, my biggest relapses have been under major stressful conditions and they were working when I was working a lot. And, um, once I had Colton, I worked and then I stopped working, uh, probably a year after I had Colton. And, um, I just think that has kept me healthy. Um, it has allowed me to manage my day. Um, it's allowed me to manage my stress levels. And I also have always felt like with my MS, my, um, my processing has been affected, you know, just mm -hmm. so those things, it takes me slow. So those can bring on stress easy when I have to do things like that. But, um, I, I really have felt, yeah, not working at being a stay-at-home mom. Um, you know, that's like different over the course of time. I have four kids now, um, but I've had the energy for them and I felt like I've been able to keep my stress level down. It's not like it's not hard. I mean, but managing your house, like you were saying, my day is consistent. I know what my day is. I can be in a routine um, for the most part, I mean, it changes obviously as your kids get older and change and do different things, but, um, I feel like it's allowed me to, uh, maintain, a, um, health within my MS through that. So for whatever that, at that, and I actually, maybe surprisingly going back to work soon. So we'll see how that goes, <laughs> um, for a couple of different reasons, but I'm curious how this is going. I'm kind of actually a little bit anxious about it. Cause I feel like, ugh. I hope I don't get sick. Um, and so these are things we think about when we have MS, you know, all of a sudden you're about to change your life or make a life decision. I don't know. You kind of get worried. So anyways, um, so that was my second one. And my third one was, I would say, um, my diet. And so, um, when I'm eating gluten-free and dairy-free, and I would say over the course of the 22 years, I would say consistently I've eaten gluten-free and dairy-free, but the times that I have not um, been eating healthy or have not eaten healthy, I can see a direct correlation with my MS. So that's just a complete choice of, um, you know, uh, just a choice that I I make, you know, if I'm not eating well, then I'm really choosing that my MS could potentially be impacted. Um, so that is probably, um, yeah, just, I feel like the three things consistently that I've done that has helped me with my MS is just, um, is just eating, eating well, um, which kind of sounds, I guess not weird, but you know, well, and sugar, like sugar, sugar is yeah. our, is our nemesis. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I really, and to couple that with the fourth, I guess is exercise. I've always exercised, um, as soon as I, you know, all throughout my pregnancies, once I've had kids, 
I've always been able to exercise. So that has been a blessing. And I've, um, in, in fact, so this is why I felt a little convicted because this past year I have not, I mean, I've walked, but I've not worked out a lot just because of um, some hard life circumstances and changes. And I, I just haven't, and I can tell my MS has been affected. So um, this has been kind of a gut check, even like going through these, it's always good to, you know, when we get off track to reevaluate and come back to what we know works, you know, yeah. and that's an encouragement for anyone out there listening. If you feel like you've done something that's worked and you've gotten off track, just get back, you know, try to re maybe something comes up that you're like, ah, I need to get back on track. And I think MS has a way of doing that. Our bodies tell us, you know, it's there. The gut check is our MS. So, you know, sometimes I think we can like everyone lives differently and I can kind of sometimes put it in the back of my head or try to, for you know, don't claim it like, ah, but if I'm doing something that it doesn't benefit me, I, my MS will tell me. It's so true. So. Our gut check is MS. That's hilarious. I mean, and that's funny that you say that because like, that's how it would be like blessed with MS. It's like, no, it's not like some like, you know, cheerful, like, no, it's like, it's honestly, it is a blessing because we have to pay attention. Like that's what we yeah. We have to pay attention. Kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. So I guess I had four. I mean, I guess that those are my four. I, fifth, I mean, I could, you know, kind of put in the, the daily routine, but that's kind of like I said it with my work. So anyway, so those are my ones that I felt really convicted by and just thought I want to make, make sure that I stay consistent in for the next 20 years as I um, live a half healthy life on this side of heaven. <laughs> Love it. Cool. Bobby, what about you? Okay. So I'm going to say this to kind of get started. Um, I kind of was talking about it on my social media yesterday because I, cause I was thinking about the, these five things. And the biggest thing that I realized is, you know how, like when you're like a teenager and like your parents are trying to, or even like a, a kid and they're like, you know, you don't, don't do this, but then you're like, you're going to go do it. Yeah. Because, <laughs> and the thing is like, you can be told something, but you have to go through the things for it to understand, for it to click for yourself. Mm -hmm. And that really comes to my whole part of mindset, like looking back where I was mindset wise, knowing that I was living with MS, knowing that I was a young mom, knowing that I was just getting started in my twenties, that my life was completely different. And so I see a lot of people really reflecting about them, their old self. But if you really think like every five years, you look back, back, even if you're not living with a chronic illness, like your life changes. Mm -hmm. So of course you're going to grow. Of course you're going to be this different person. And so it's not necessarily like you, you lost your old self. It's just you are born in this different way that I feel like is a blessing because like what you guys are saying, we we have to pay more attention to life. And I feel like it is something that is a gift. Like not everybody is open to that. Not everybody is open to those lessons around them that are happening. And sometimes those lessons are going to be repeated until you get it. And sometimes that doesn't happen. And you're going to keep going through that until you really reflect towards yourself. What is really going on? And sometimes like, you know, I feel like we live in this society, like it's not my fault. It's everybody else's fault. 
and having that accountability towards yourself. And I feel that is like the biggest one that comes with mindset is the accountability towards myself. Um, not living with regret. That's like my biggest thing growing up that I didn't want to live re with regret, that I didn't want to limit myself because I was so scared. But being diagnosed with MS, I mm -hmm. was terrified. I was terrified to even move my body. I was terrified I was going to be making my MS worse and, you know, not realizing that all these other things are out there. And I feel like everybody does have a negativity towards social media. But for me, I feel like it's a blessing because majority of stuff, I would not even know because Agreed. going to neurologists, you don't learn those things. And I was talking about on my social media that I not, I never thought once that what I was consuming, what my type of supplements, like none of that was having an impact in reality. It does because what I do in my day-to-day -day plays the biggest impact to what my future is going to be. Not when I go to the doctor, not when I have treatments, not, and that comes to like, my second thing is not depending on one thing to help myself. That was the biggest thing, not depending, oh, I'm just going to take, because that's how it was for me. I depended on treatments because that's all I knew. I wasn't on social media really. And I, I feel like you guys definitely need to test like, eight years, seven years, four years, like social media has completely changed. It's not like what it really was. And so I feel like there's more information out there. And like, thank you, what you were saying, um, community, like I had to really reflect where I, where I wanted to be for my future self. So I started mm -hmm. myself with those that were there or they're getting there. I wanted to be around those people. And so having that, it not only has built like a confidence with myself, but it's really helped me see a whole different perspective about life that mm -hmm. I don't have to feel like I have to have this nine to five job in order to be successful. Like I have to have this college degree so I can be successful because I didn't finish college. I tried and it didn't work. I was a young mom dealing with MS. My MS was progressing terribly and I was completely lost. And I feel you have to, I don't know, I'm sure you guys went through it too. You do feel lost. You feel like you don't know who you are. You like you're in this body that you're like, okay, I don't know what to do next. But in that moment, it's like a wake up call. Like, okay, what are, what are we doing next? Focusing on one thing at a time. And that's what I did. And, yeah. um, let's see the next one I had, uh, let's see. Oh, um, being more aware of my actions. I feel like that one was a big reminder that I couldn't depend on others to do the things for me. Um, and like what Nikki was saying, like, I, I have a really hard time. It's, it's how I was raised. Um, I was raised on a ranch, like really hardworking, went into the military. So I will not, I have a hard time saying I'm having a bad day um, or if I'm like dealing with some type of symptoms, like this is my norm. Like this is my normal that someone next to me, they don't understand or can comprehend what I go through. And that's okay. Like, I don't need that. I don't need others to fully understand for them to like sympathize with me because in my mind, especially this past week with my dad, 
and seeing so many families in the hospital, everyone is dealing with some type of pain. Yeah. And my pain doesn't outweigh another person's pain. And I see that a lot in the chronic illness community, especially on social media. And that is something I don't agree with because no one, we can't understand what someone else goes through. And yeah. it's not fair to put yourself, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it just was a big reflection that every day is a gift and tomorrow's not guaranteed and you can't go back and live yesterday. So living in the now and not like regretting like, oh, like I really wish I did that. Well, why didn't you do that? Like, were you like, depending on fear, fear was deciding for you. Mm-hmm. And me being able to like have those conversations with myself, I'm like, okay, like what is really going on? Like, am I like terrified that I'm not going to be good at this? Or am I terrified that, you know, I'm making this worse for my MS, which I know that's not true in a way, because I know that I'm helping myself because every day when I wake up, like I'm doing something to further myself ahead, even that 1%. And that's one thing that in this past year that I really started reflecting on was 1% better every single day, whatever it is. But my fifth one would have to be helping others and really putting a smile on someone else's day, doing something good for someone else and not, not getting out. Well, what's in it for me? Like I really got away from that mentality because I knew that wasn't serving me. I knew that was not putting me in a good place. And once I started looking towards how can I help someone else, like the abundance coming back is bigger than I ever thought it was. So I really had to put myself out like out of like the equation in a way and really see like okay how can I do something for someone today to make their life like a little bit easier a little less heavy or you know a smile or like wow I can't believe like you were thinking me of today and it's the most little thing and it's funny when I go out in public like I will like compliment people and they kind of just look at me like oh my gosh like all right like she's kind she's of weird, weird. <laughs> I always do that. And I just realized being able to do that, like, it's just really sad how things have really changed in our society. Um, Like saying, excuse me, holding a door open, like the smallest things go such long ways. And it feels good when you do those things. So those are definitely like my biggest ones, like 12 years. Um, You know, I didn't have like, 20s or whatever like my life was different and I don't regret it one bit because I feel that it's really set me up to a like flourishing life ahead which I don't know what it is but I know that it's going to be an amazing life I love yours oh yours are like so you're like like a a a motivational speaker (laughs) 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 like the the looking forward and not behind I'm sure you see that so much because you know you're what you're younger than us and you're cool on Instagram and so you you (laughs) You like tend to like, you know, you see kind of that world more than we do, more than Tara and I do. And so um, I only see that, you know, people in, in person. So you're seeing a lot online. And I do think that it's sad when people constantly like remind themselves of their past in their old life. And I love that. Yes. Looking forward and, you know, the power of giving to others and, and the, the, 
beauty that comes back from that is it's like even better than just what we did for them. I mean, holding a door or saying, I love your hair, like what that takes like five words, like, and it just totally makes people's day. Like, I love that so much. I love it. Oh, well, I this has been awesome. I I think that, you know, all of us have, and you know, we, we, we stuck with five. I'm sure there's some of, you know, my five that are some of your fives and it's kind of you know we correlate a little bit on um how we're managing but I think the overall general picture is that um you know we're joyful we're joyful amidst the suffering and um, yeah you know being able to provide hope to other people that they can do it too is, is yeah that's everything. That's everything. everything. Huge blessing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a blessing to be able to use a diagnosis for the good of other people. And um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm proud of you too. Oh, I love this. Proud of you. <laughs> I wish we lived in the same States and we could be BFFs in person. <laughs> I say if we ever all are all together, we definitely go to your state and not ours. <laughs> not, not, yes, not yes. the cold States. Yes. <laughs> Let's yes. go to North Carolina. Good old North Carolina. All right, ladies. Well, later, girls. Thank you all for joining us today. It's been uh, amazing. And um, we'll be back next week. Our topic is actually going to be, could fungus and yeast be the root cause of MS? So that'll be exciting. Um, And uh, we'll talk to you next week. (laughs) Bye. Bye. All right. Bye, guys.